0: I'm hoping to seek updates on on the delivery of a number of things for for this year and it's in respect and off the back of um, yesterday's online uh, meeting where we were given the opportunity to uh, discuss all of the issues, ongoing issues at UHL with uh, the new regional health executive Sandra Broderick. Um, I was very happy to attend and I wish Sandra the very best in her role. Uh, So Minister, uh, I suppose it's in respect first and foremost about the revenue to provide the first bed block at UHL and then also uh, where where are we in terms of capital and revenue for the second 96 bed block at UHL and just by extension 48 of those beds um, in the 96 bed block are actually to replace existing um, nightingale beds that aren't Hickwood compliant. Is there something that we could do to maintain and extend the lifespan of those wards rather than just to decommission them uh, and then also uh, there is I suppose a need for four new respite disability houses to support children and families with complex needs. And it was referred to in yesterday's meeting that um, I suppose those families who haven't got access to the necessary respite services are presenting to the emergency department as well. Um, so that's concerning. Uh, and I suppose I just want to mention as well that in a meeting of this committee before Christmas, Colin Henry told me that extending the injury unit hours into later in the evening would not make a material difference to presentations at UHL emergency department. Now, I would um, particularly refute that uh, point. Just, I suppose, considering the high volumes that are currently presenting at our LIUs, and you've quite rightly pointed out that you know a lot of the public still are unaware that they exist, or, or you know whether they can attend the LIU rather than the MAU, for example. Um, and I suppose you've you've reacted and responded to that fact, and you guys are doing a leaflet drop. So just bearing all of that in mind and then also the other question around how many people are sitting in uh, and overcrowding AE and Limerick all night who are just looking for a patch up or um, to be looked after after injuring themselves at let's say football training for example. Um, I know that we did in the Dáil vote on a motion to extend the hours. so if you could maybe just speak to where we are on that would be great um, and then uh, I suppose an update on the tender process for the satellite haemodialysis uh, unit at Yanis Hospital affects around 300 people in Clare um, and I was just wondering if there is funds available for that to be delivered this year uh, and also you've mentioned the delivery of the surgical hub at the Skull Carmel site in Limerick we know that currently theatres in UHL are running at 125% capacity which is a major concern so if there's any update around that and then finally Minister, my last question is are there any plans to expand services like stroke, coronary or cancer care at Ennis Hospital in the future? I'll leave it there, Gourmuggat.
1: Thanks very much, Deputy, for the questions. With regard to specific services in any hospital, be it Ennis or anywhere else, um, that's a matter for the National Service Plan, which will shortly be published but hasn't been brought to government yet, and the Capital Plan, which we will be be publishing as well. However, uh, I'll I'll ask officials to get you an update on hemodialysis in Ennis uh, and revert to you on that. With regard to University Hospital Limerick, can I say a few things? First of all, I fully acknowledge the ongoing distress that has been caused to patients, but also to our own healthcare professionals who are working in in that environment. Um, The second thing I want to say is the solution is not just capacity. For far too long in this country, we have listened to individual hospitals who are under pressure say there's nothing we can do about this the government just needs to provide us with more staff more beds more whatever it is and that is absolutely not the entire answer we must continue to insist on reform within the hospitals so when i met the university hospital limerick team they quite rightly put the challenge to me and to government to say they needed more staff they needed more beds they needed um more non-hospital pathways and other things and it's fair to say we have responded to that the there are an additional 1100 staff working in uhl in the lifetime of this government believe it or not they've gone from 2800 staff to 3900 it's a 40 percent increase in staff in just three and a half years huge increase um They asked for more beds. They've already had 98 more beds, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 98 more beds. And as you referenced, there's another 192 first block in construction, second block enabling works going on. So in terms of responding to the ask for resource, the the injury unit in Ennis opened up in 2022. Um, They are one of the six sites for one of the surgical hubs. Mm -hmm. So it is fair to say that in response to the very correct demand for more healthcare capacity in the region, not just in UHL, in in the region. Uh, We've had a huge upgrade to Croom as well in terms of orthopaedics. This government has invested at an unprecedented level, um, in beds, in staff, in injury units, uh, in Croom, which has done fantastic work. It's also important to say that, to the great credit of our healthcare workers in the Midwest, the waiting lists are falling. And they're falling, they're falling rapidly. Um, we don't talk about that because we're focused on what we can all see, which is the emergency department and the unacceptable situation in the emergency department. But we must give credit to the healthcare workers for bringing down the waiting lists as, 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 um, as well. So, in terms of reform, so I, I hope I've addressed your various questions in terms of capacity. Um, in terms of reform, one of the most important things for uh, reducing patients on trolleys is weekend discharge seven day a week discharge. And UHL has the second worst weekend discharge of any hospital in the country. That's in spite of them having, my information is probably a year old from memory, but um, this, they have had the second biggest increase in staff of any hospital in the country. Certainly as of last year, they had more ED consultants than any other hospital in the country. So in spite of having a vast increase in resources, they're not doing what they need to do in terms of patient flow that other hospitals are doing. Minister. sorry. Yeah, um, they are doing some of it, but by no means are they where they need to be. And so m- my message, is, and the government's message is very clear, we have accepted the demand for capacity and we are investing in that. It must be reciprocated. In terms of senior decision makers on site of the weekends, weekend discharge, and by the way, that's not just the hospital; it's the hospital and the community care services, uh, community care services as well.